afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. We have lunch from the wonderful uh, Bagel Man, and it is a really good bagel, actually. If you haven't eaten at Bagel Man, there's one in uh, the Brighton Station, there's uh-huh. one in, uh, on Western Road. I'm sure there must be others around, but I highly recommend no, the bagels it, from Bagel Man. Is it Bagel Man or is it Bagel Man? I was, I was quite encouraged. Yeah. Jeff, I am Jeff in, came in and said Bagel Man, which yeah. is a way I like to say it, but I, because I think it's wrong. Because is you, there you a say space? Bagel Man, like but, no, well, bagel, it's a bit like Rag and Bone Man. So, so Rag and Bone, my son calls him Rag and Bone Man. Uh, what do you call it? He puts the emphasis on man. I'm like, yeah, Rag and Bone Man. But that's like saying Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Got the emphasis all wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> Batman. I have an accent, Batman. so never trust how I pronounce the word. Well, I have a special accent, which I'm proud of. Anyway, yeah. this Sunday we are alongside having our do you, do you gift. Want to choose, I guess. Oh yes! Oh, oh come on! Yes. Sorry, we have the wonderful Matt Davis again, who uh, leads again. our. Uh, showroom location and we have Sophie Sophie Cox is one of the interns here at Emmanuel and Sophie tell us a little bit about yourself okay yeah so hi everyone I'm Sophie Um, I'm I'm an intern as Joe said Um, I am an intern in youth and worship so what that means is I'm involved with running the Friday night youth the Sunday morning youth and my worship role is just being involved in uh, the worship teams that lead worship and our Sunday services so yeah, that's brilliant, what I do. Brilliant, so brilliant. where did you live before you came to Brian? I came from Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, Brown yeah. Up. Do you know every, every year? Every year we say this batch of interns. Wow, they're the best, aren't they? But, but, but this batch of interns, they are. We say that once they've left. That's right. <laughs> no, Sophie's really. I'll make sure to come back. I need to hear that. <laughs> Sophie, like Joe Virgo, picks up on any mistakes in the reading video. Sorry, oh, and she gets it. So I, I know if there's anything, I'll get a message from Sophie and from Joel about mistaking the reading video. So thank you, Sophie, for ensuring that. No, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> They have this like smug swag about them. Like, yo, wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, wrong, wrong translation again. Um, did you know that in the ESV UK translation, words are different? From the ESV. Actual words are different. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actual no, words genuinely. Are I had to re record one of the reading videos wow. because there was one word, mm. but the difference between the ESV and the ESV UK. Fun yeah. fact for you guys. Do you use the UK one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, ESV UK. Okay. Not, not just the ESV. Anyone check the theology on that? Or is it all. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Different words. That's a very good question. Anyway, I'm sure you all tuned sure. in to your Bible translations. We also. So we had our gift day Sunday. And we are, we've called it Time to Build. So we are raising money towards certain initiatives that we're doing across Emmanuel to help build the church and be inspired by all that God's called us to do in this city. Yeah. Uh, and alongside that, we are giving 20% of the money we raise towards um, helping churches and, and Christians in Ukraine. Hmm. That's correct. Um, anything to say on that, or was that sufficient? That was suffi- that was sufficient. Do you want me to uh, say more about the passage and what we said on Sunday? Yeah. Let's go into that. <laughs> James chapter 5. We're coming to the end of James. What a journey mm. it's been. We're in the final chapter, and this uh, passage very conveniently... Um, uh, talked about money, although to be to be perfectly we honest, did not plan the gift day. Well, to be perfectly honest, if you know, if we were just doing a gift day and wanted to talk about money, probably this wouldn't be the first passage that we would pick uh, in order. But it did give us an opportunity to tie those two things together. It talks about um, wealth. It talks. It has James uh, pointing the finger at uh, rich and corrupt people who um, have got their 
practice wrong, but also that attitude to money wrong. And I think that especially that second aspect uh, was something for all of us, I think, whether we have much money or little money to reflect on and be challenged by the sort of allusions to Jesus' words from the Sermon on the Mount. They talk about investing uh, in heaven rather than investing uh, our wealth and our treasure in uh, earthly uh, possessions and so that's a that's a challenge for us and uh, so mm. we use that to bring that exhortation to give and to invest in the kingdom and think with an eternal mindset and these things that we you know are, are giving into in terms of time to build are very much with that focus we want to train leaders to plant churches we want to send young people on to New Day and uh, you mm. know 20s and uh, students to clear vision so to give them a you know desire to follow Jesus and share the gospel with people and yep. um Lots of things like that, and our church weekend next year as well. We want to have a post-pandemic church that is strong and flourishing, and see many people come to Jesus in the next year, uh, years to come. So that's what time to build is all about. Brilliant. We are seeing people say regularly through Alpha. So yeah, big up Alpha. Um, just to get to talk you through the structure of Live Lunch today, we're going to start off by looking at some of the injustices that we might experience uh, through wealth, and by then we could do maybe spend the second half of the conversation talking about the Christian's attitude towards wealth. So I guess just picking up on, on the first bit, uh, and Matthew, you had some thoughts on this. Um, if if you are on the receiving end hmm. of an unjust employer hmm. or client or whoever, uh, somebody who's being fraud- who's behaving fraudulently, is that a, is that a correct word? Yeah, exactly. Is that, that's the you? situation in the text, isn't yeah. it? You know. So well, I guess what should your approach be? Should, you know, the, clearly say God's on the side of those who are being oppressed. But mm. in that moment, in the day-to-day of I'm not yeah. being either paid, being paid properly or being treated badly, yeah. what should the Christian's approach be yeah. to a fraudulent employer slash client? Yeah, um, I mean, that's, I can give you a couple of examples if you like. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I had the advantage of being a Christian director in a company a few years ago. And so um, we there were two examples. One was a client who didn't want to pay us um, or was, was just holding out to not pay us. So I can remember going home to my wife saying, might not be taking a wage back this week. We've got to pay the guys. Um, this is going to be, could be a challenging month. And I think that um, you can definitely feel helpless in it. Um, I think that's what we read in the passage here. You know, there's, there's almost like nothing yeah. the people that James is referring to can do about it. But I think there's also a sense of that. Um, there was a sense of that for me. You know, as a Christian, I don't want to go to court. The Bible says, look, do all you can to avoid that, you know, making big decisions. You want to do that amongst yourselves, not, not take it to the court. And um, I can remember, actually, I felt all I can really do is pray. Um, and so one of the other directors um, was a Christian as well. And so we prayed and um, literally in the last minute we were paid. Another example would be more in-house. We, we did a job, had some um, equipment left over. And um, one of my um, fellow workers said to me, um, well, let's just remove those goods from that job and use them on another job. And I'm like, no, the client's paid for those. They should be staying there as spares. And right. they couldn't understand that attitude. That's bananas. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, I want to be a blessing. Yeah. Because you know, blessing, you know, follow, you know, fruitfulness follows it. You know, and I think that um, that particular client were amazed when we said we've got all of this kit left over, keep it for spares. They were so grateful. They gave us more work in the in the, wow. in the years to come. So there's like a, you know, when you bless, you, the fruitfulness comes back. So yeah. So I think, but in this passage, you've got a crowd of people who are obviously helpless. Um, and I think James is inviting us um, to to have an eternal perspective. Are they going to get away? with it is is this the reality of 
my life you know how am i how am i going to deal with injustice um other than look to the god who has an eternal future plan for me yeah. and and leaning into that which is hard yeah. to do yeah. because we're so now aren't we about yeah. our lives yeah. so yeah yeah I, I think um i agree with that i think i'd probably say as well I, passages like this and many other passages in the bible help us when we are in a situation of being on the receiving end of injustice and help us to um and when we can't do anything and the mm. fact that god is in control of situations and actually you know jesus does say um turn the other cheek you know and mm. so there is a sense in which that the path of the christian will involve actually being a victim of injustice sometimes yep. but actually we 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 don't have to retaliate or we don't have to let that affect us because our peace is gone and that sort of thing mm. having said that I would all, I would also say that doesn't mean necessarily that it's always right to to do nothing. You mm-hmm. know, for for mm-hmm. a Christian to stand up for what is right mm-hmm. and even call out injustice, or um, you know, even even when it's them that they are that is the victim in the situation, I still think that's right. Like God does love justice. I think you can do that in a way that is uh, respectful to people, in a way that is gracious, but still holding on to. To truth, I can imagine yeah. people in in situations that, it, like a, you know, work situations perhaps, where they know that st- stuff that's not right is going on, yep. and they might think, oh well, you know, it's I'm the victim here. Should I say anything, or should I just keep it in? I think there is times it's difficult to to know exactly what to say without a specific situation, but I think there is times to to, to speak out and say no, that's not right, and yeah. not put up mm. with injustice. Um, but I think the, the yeah. manner in that you do that is is, is important as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just because these people in this passage are in one sense learning to live with injustice, mm. I don't think that means for Christians always have to no. just live with injustice. Yeah. We're also meant to yeah. bring yeah. justice to situations yeah. that yeah. are unjust yeah. as well. I, lo- I, I really love how <coughs> working through a passage like this um, evokes something in us you know, because being an image bearer of God, I'm wired to feel injustice. Yeah. It's, yeah, what, it's, what, it's yeah. wired in me, isn't it? And it's wired in you. And um, that's because we're made in the image of God. God hates injustice as much as we do. You know, we identify it, don't we, quite easily. Yeah. Um, I, I identify it in my four walls at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as do my kids. You know, no, they're good yeah. by injustice. I don't, it's not I, I, I don't have to teach them about injustice. <laughs> yeah. It comes very naturally to them. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think moving on to the the next bit of our conversation is on the on the Christian's attitude towards uh, wealth. Yeah. Um, and I think starters to kickstart with Sophie. So Sophie, yeah. you are about to go to university. Yes. Uh, and I guess you, I guess soon you've got to make big decisions, which will involve career and finance and all of those things. Yeah. Um, what is your approach to wealth? Okay. Well, personally. I am not the kind of person who goes after like big name brands, fancy cars, that kind of thing. Like that's just not something that I'm personally interested in. So I think for me, the the debate between like, should I keep wealth or should I let go of wealth? That's not something that I personally have to grapple with too much. But I think for someone who would be the kind of person who would want like the newest shoes, the newest car, that kind of thing. I think it all depends on 
um, just how much God is calling you to give and what's God's, what God is calling you to. So I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with, um, you know, wanting like fancy shoes or something like that. But I think it, if that comes under, um, yeah, if that comes under like God, that's okay. But if it's, if it's taking the place of God or if it's um, drawing your money away from what you may potentially be giving, then I think that's something that you kind of need to look into and pray into. Um, yeah, so I think that would probably be my, yeah, my opinion on that. But, I guess a uh, yeah. follow question is when you are making de- when you are making those decisions. Yeah. You know, what what would be some of the priorities or some of the things that you look for in in your career? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, for me, I'm kind of thinking I would quite like to have somewhere to live as most of us do um so I think for me like rent is going to be a big one that I will obviously have to put money towards like rent food uh, just kind of your basic needs and having enough to just be comfortable Hmm. um and then I think the other thing is if you can't if you are in a situation where you can't give financially to the church, because I accept that that's like something that quite a lot of people, that's, yeah, that may be a situation that you're in. If you can't give financially, then try and find other ways that you can give. So give your time, give your knowledge, give your resources, give other things that you have. So maybe you don't have money, but maybe you're really gifted in music or maybe you're um you've got a lot of good theological ideas that you'd like to bring to a preach something like that if you can find another way of giving i think that's um yes yeah, equally as good if you can't give financially yeah. it's important topic isn't it because i think um what you know especially for, for students mm. would be living off um it borrowed money yeah uh, essentially so i think that that is a mm. that is a question isn't it like is that is that right to give I think one of the I'm sure Matt would say a bit on that but I think like because one of the things we teach here at Manual I think is that yes being generous is you know it's good to bless others but actually the, the practice of giving is is good for us you know yeah. um, and so that's that's we don't want people to students to miss out on it but at yeah. the same time actually giving in a way that increases debt yeah. is not Wise, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I, uh, I've I've had opportunities to to chat to students doing that kind of thing, and I've said to them, look, go and get yourself a job and give out of that income. Yeah. So you know, they might get a job for a day a week or something if they can do that while they're studying, and just to better give a proportion out of that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's one that's one way forward. Yeah, I think as well. I think probably this this effect. I know it's for all of us now as well. When it comes to giving, it's, it's like living around our giving as well. Mm. I think sometimes, yeah. I, I know I've be, even been part of this church for the last 10 plus years, that is something that has sort of really radically changed my thinking about the resource that I have and the, the opportunity that there is to that. I mm. think probably where we start on this journey with money and following Jesus is we think, well, I've got this money, how much of Jesus can I fit into that? How much sure. can I, you know, give it give away and that sort of thing mm, mm, mm. Um, but I know you know the forefathers of this church would uh, have said things like give what is right not what's left mm-hmm. and actually which is you know memorable you'll, you'll remember that yeah. there, right there isn't it yeah. 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 can we get can we get that branded up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's part, so, can't, can't come, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, 
anyway <laughs> but but the principle is yeah. and the, the the truth that is is a challenging one yeah. you know to actually say actually i'm going to put jesus first i'm going to give what mm. i feel it is right to give and then order my life yeah uh, around that that is that is yeah really challenging yeah yeah um and that will look slightly different for each one of us yeah, yeah. so i guess it's like push you on that yeah push me um <laughs> how far would would you take that so would you so if somebody's looking at their budget and saying man i i'm not living an extravagant life i'm not living a lavish life you know i'm I probably just got out of, of university. I've got all of this debt. I've I've also, you know, I'm, I'm not getting paid a big amount of, of salary, whatever. Uh, I've got to find a place to live. I've got to pay all our bills. Bills are going up significantly over the next few months. Yeah. Um, 10% is now quite a big chunk of your money. Okay. It does make a big difference to, to how you live. Uh, I think so, just before that, Sophie's given a year of her life unpaid to come and serve this church. So like, Big up to you, Sophie. Like, that is massive. You, you've made like a big, generous decision. Thanks. And we, we really value you for doing that and the rest of the interns. Um, so, when, so when you say like you, you've got to kind of live your life around giving, which, which I, I, I love, I think that's, that's beautiful. I, I think let's work it out practically. Uh, would you tell people, live in a smaller house, live further away from the center of the city, get a, bit, a better paid job so that your giving doesn't get compromised. How, what would you say? All right, I'm, I think I'm gonna slightly um, sort of cop out of this answer in the sense that I think when, as especially as pastors, you get into saying, this is how you should live and this is the decision <laughs> that you should make, I think you're on very dangerous ground. So sure. in one sense, I wanna fall back on the principle. This, we, we're gonna teach people the principle that we believe is in the Bible and let people make the decisions uh, around that. And, and so I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. And, and also mm. probably just helpful just to underline when we're talking about this giving, whether it's regular giving, mm-hmm. but also gift day giving, it's probably mm. just helpful to make really, really clear that none of us as elders know how much people give. Like we don't it's see good. that. We see the right. total that comes in, but we don't know where that's come from and mm. who's given and who's not given, that sort of thing. We don't mm-hmm. uh, look at that purposefully because that's, that's not right mm. uh, to, do, to do that. So in one sense, it's, mm. I'm not sitting there as someone's pastor and saying, well, you've only given this much and I can see what you're buying and what you're doing. I, I, that's, that's, mm. not a, no. that's not a healthy thing. I think because, because partly the reason, because when um, the Bible t- speaks to us about giving, mm. it needs to come from a place that, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. So a place of faith. It's like we don't give out sense yeah. of obligation. And so we have mm. to keep that in mind as well. Yes. So if yes. someone's saying, well, I've got all this pressure and to give is another pressure, it's like, well, okay, just put, hold on then hold on then let's try and reorientate things mm-hmm. because if you start on a pathway of giving that's be oh, I'm doing this because I ought to do it mm. that's that's just not healthy and no. not what God wants no. uh, for us mm. um, but having said that you know, Jesus says a lot of challenging things mm. uh, uh, about giving. Yep. So I, I think I think if to answer it so that's the preamble to answer your question <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we should we should think about um, what we need to do uh, and what we should do. And I think all of us. I know I am as well. Prone. Our instinct on it is to think this is how this is this, what my life should look like. Mm. Like this is like whether it's the size of our house or what we have or a car or um, opportunity to do these leisure activities and. 
And probably that picture is based on other people. (laughs) Other people that we see that have those things and we say, well, I'm as educated as they are or I got a decent job as they have. And we think, therefore, that's what I should do. But I think that is not, even that thought process is not the thought process that Jesus leads us into. He's, he's, Mm. you know, our our life is to be obedient to Christ, not to Mm. hit these certain markers. And so that is, that is a challenging thing. You know, I'll say one more thing, you know, personally for me, where we live right now, we, we don't, we don't love where we live because of the size of our family and, our, and, and the flat that we live in. It's like, it's, it's a bit of a pain thing there, but I often have to come back to it. Is this a pain because it's inconvenient? Like, I'm feeling the pain, but is that a righteous pain or is that a selfish yeah. thing, you know? Like, God doesn't owe me mm. anything. And sometimes I pray like he does. <laughs> God, I'm pastor for your, your church and you don't, I've not got a three-bedroom house. Worthy of double honor. <laughs> does that t- honestly, is that temptation? So I think... Yeah, yeah, I think that's important yeah. to recognise. No, that's good. It's good. I, I'm just as you're talking there. I was just reminded of um, of Jesus kind of challenging um, the Pharisees and, to be honest, kind of laughing at them in the way they yeah, yeah, they yeah. kind of handled their offering, if you like. You know, yeah. you, you even you even give us give ten percent of your cumin. You know, your spices and yeah. herbs. He's, he's, yeah. It's a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just putting putting the Mickey out of him. And I think I think what Jesus demands is a hundred percent. You know, and I think that um, we see that, don't we? Even in the um, just the challenge to the to the rich rich young ruler, you know, Jesus says to him, "Go and sell all you've got." Man walks away with sad face because it's a massive challenge to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think um, the invitation for me um, is is less about you know let's consider what, what percentage, whether it's before tax or after tax. It's got much much less to do with that than come on this adventure of generosity yeah. and see where it takes you that's that's my experience and with with my wife Ali and I we've we've gone on that journey and it's waxed and waned and and yet we've mm. seen blessing we've seen the steady faithfulness of God and mm. and it's shaped the way we do our budget yeah. um, you know we, we it's planful it's planful and yeah. I, I appreciate that's difficult um, maybe f- for my generation it's been easier um, I think the culture that we reside in right now is incredibly tough. I have to acknowledge that. Um, just understanding people's stories about, yeah. you know, how much of their income they're having to spend on rent or, yeah. or mortgage is just yeah. beyond yeah. belief, yeah. Um, and it feels yeah. wrong. Yeah. So that is a huge challenge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would also say, you know, when someone's saying how much should I give, that sort of thing, it's like questions I would ask is. A, are you being a good steward of, yep. of everything you have? Yeah. As in like, are you, I think, you know, you mentioned about budgeting there. That's like, like God gives us resource to steward and so yep. we have to look after all of it. So even in our spending, mm. I think that should, we should recognize that. And mm. God blessed us with things to enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's make sure we say that as well. Like, we shouldn't <laughs> feel guilty about having anything. Like, God has mm. given it to us. It's a gift. It's a, it's a blessing. Mm. We don't need to feel guilty about it. No. So I'd say, are you being a good steward? Because sometimes people think, well, I can't give. But that's partly because they're not stewarding what they have. Well, yeah. they're being frivolous with it or just it's yep. just they're paying too much on certain stuff that they don't yeah. need to and they're not yeah. being wise yeah. about the decisions that they're making uh, and so I think for a Christian yeah to be a good steward of what you have mm. is is a starting place but then also on the giving question I think a, a question would be is your giving stretching you mm. is it are you giving to a point that actually requires faith mm. <laughs> 
that God will provide? I think that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes even with uh, with our um, you know for me and my wife and our, our standing order, so it's not, often we don't think about it. Hmm. But then sometimes I do think about it <laughs> and think, no, actually that is a huge sacrifice. Yeah, you know, if is. we that that ten percent or whatever yeah. that we give, yeah. like if over the last ten years we hadn't given that, where we'd be now? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have to think about that. I mean, <laughs> don't freak out. Don't freak out. No, it's like no, that is a, that is a job. That is no, a no, step, of, it's a step yeah. of faith. Yeah, I can't yeah. get to the next step on the housing ladder. Yeah. I've got to ask for God to provide that. Yeah. That yes. is this. My giving has led me to a place of in the natural yes. where I want to provide yeah. for my family is somewhere that God has to provide. God has yeah. to do something quite miraculous, and we're trusting Him and praying for that. That's right. That's right. Um, so, is your the way you're using money? ending you up in a place of faith mm, mm, God's mm, got to come mm, through God mm, you know yeah. I think that's a yeah. healthy but yeah. uncomfortable sometimes yeah. place to be just a, a real quick one just yeah. a quick shout out to those of you that might have kids young kids let me encourage you to start getting them think about their money mm. really really early on so we, we do a thing with our kids um, where they've got three pots give save spend so straight away they are mm. they're in the the, the the process of thinking here's my pocket money yeah. I've got three pots how am yeah. I going to divide it up and it just yeah. it, it feels very simple but it's a starting point and it will stick with them forever I trust yeah 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 do, do they sorry, sorry I mean, don't feel yeah. free not to answer this but would you also encourage them to give to the church as part of that so that they, the whole principle of giving to the church yeah. is, is putting them from a young age so, so they're giving pots mm. they empty them into the buckets wow in the gift days wow. that that's the joy for me yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's and i can see you know there's anguish for them yeah. <laughs> but no it's, it's starting something yeah. in them it's, it's starting something yeah. in them so so that's what we do i guess i mean this the these yeah. verses are, are the are the reason we want to be generous and have the right attitude towards money because if we yeah. get it wrong this is where we end up yeah because i think you know as soon as you you start um in some ways if you start having a really selfish view of your money and the way it mm. serves you and even even like dare I say to your family mm. you big it's quite easy to start going into fraudulent <laughs> methods of of making the money or, or keeping the money or sure. just doing you know just like pushing the board a little bit here and there side hustle um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then really ending up being somebody who is um you know you get so blinded by your your love for money really yeah. and um yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah you know you don't you don't want to be on this side of of the fence being an enemy of God and somebody who God is really angry with and you mm. can see how yeah even even though sometimes living it by faith and trusting God God doesn't work according to our timings and no. which is appropriate mm. but it can also lead to moments where we've we've mm. got to read those verses in Psalms where it says speak to your heart and your spirit and, yeah. and mm. do not be afraid because I'm feeling afraid right now yeah. Uh, and I, yeah and I, I think it's just good and I think again even reading Hudson Taylor's uh, biography at the moment just the way he trusted God it was difficult and he went through hardship but you know, mm. God was there and, mm. uh, and just so many things that you know yeah, yeah. Man, we, could, we could keep talking but our time has come to an end sure. unless oh, any closing wow. thoughts um, with anybody oh Sophie? quick one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, yeah you were just talking about giving so that we don't end up on this like the wrong side of God um, I think the other thing just to think about is that we are giving as a reflection of what God's given to us mm. so yeah God's given us this amazing gift of salvation um, and actually we're giving in generosity we're giving back to the church we're giving back to what he's given us mm. so I think that's just another thing to work into your your attitude and your plan for giving is like why are you giving yeah. you're giving because he's given us mm. given to us first 
yeah, Brilliant. that was that's my Super. final thoughts. You yeah. earned your bagel there, well done. <laughs> <yourself>. Thank you. <laughs> Sophie, thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Thank Next you. week we have Joel Vogel oh. preaching, but wow. yeah, Joel still perfect. keeping away, staying away from live lunch. Please, uh, please message him. Please yeah. message Joel. Slack him. Instagram him. Tweet him. All five of you who watch live lunch say, Joel, we miss you. We want you back. Yeah. Uh, but Joel's preaching next week. We are in patience and suffering. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> Another cheery James Dean. Not going to want to miss out on that. Thank you so much for joining us for live lunch. Uh, we will see you next week. See bye, ya. Bye. bye. bye.